for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet. We are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Kristen Ball. How's it going today, Kristen? I am great. How are you, Tom? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Just enjoying this warm weather that we're having. You know, it's springtime, baseball season, you know, so it's just a good time of the year. I'm really enjoying it. So um, how are things going in uh, Nashville? Things are going really well. I just came off of a really busy week. Um, just kind of where I was kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But um, I'm I'm excited for the busyness means that I'm working. Yeah. So um, it's like it's always a blessing to be busy, um, especially when you're self-employed. And mm. so, um, but yeah, um, things good. are going well. <laughs> good, good, good. And is it all music related or do you run like a, another side, like a side business to fuel the music? Yeah. So everything, I like to say, I wear a lot of hats. Um, everything that I do, um, for my job is music, but I have kind of three different, um, I guess quadrants that I have. Um, so like, obviously I'm a music artist and, um, there's everything that goes with that. And then, um, on Sundays, I actually lead worship at churches and, um, it's crazy for the past two years. Um, I've actually been booked at a church, um, almost every single Sunday. Um, and a lot of that, of course, during the pandemic was, um, video, like it was like video, like live stream mm -hmm. type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the third part of my quadrant is, um, it's the smallest one, but I do teach private music lessons and, um, that's definitely what I consider just a side hustle. Like yeah. I even tell all the parents of the kids that I teach, I'm like, I don't do this. Like, like we're not going to do recitals. Um, yeah. you know, I might need to cancel sometimes if a gig comes up. Um, and so, but it does help to have, um, just that extra source of income for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you help ensure that there's the next generation of musicians. So yes, exactly. You know, it, it's a win-win. Um, so once again, I do want to thank you for uh, jumping on here and giving us time. I know we were yes. supposed to do this last week, but you were yes. battling laryngitis or yeah something? so i had um i actually ended up going to the doctor just to see i've gotten sick a couple times recently and it hasn't been anything like you know it's not like i've been in the hospital or anything but um it's like i would get sick and just be out for a week mm -hmm. and um everything came back normal <laughs> and um it was just an upper respiratory infection but um, I guess tis the season for that type of thing to be, I guess, aggravated by allergies. Um, but yeah, I was not in good shape last yeah. Saturday. So thank you for rescheduling and letting me jump on today. Instead. For sure. For sure. It is the season of allergies. I've got my nasal spray and yep. my, you know, <laughs> just allergy meds and it's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. But, you know, um, cool. So, um, for the people that um, 
are just getting to meet you for the first time or um, just to kind of refresh uh, some of our listeners' memories, give us uh, like a background of who you are, um, what got you into music, stuff of that nature. Um, So I, let's see, my music journey actually started with my family. I came from a super musical family. My mom is a pianist. My grandpa was a bluegrass guitarist and my aunt is um, an opera singer. And so um, it was anything I could do to not do music. Um, I actually wanted to be a cartoonist for a while because I wanted to do something different than my family. But um, I just, I fell in love with music, just um, growing up singing and making music with my family. Um, My grandpa got me into playing guitar and um, we would have so much fun playing guitar together. And that was really the thing. I mean, my mom got me into like classical piano lessons as a kid. And um, I enjoyed the piano, but um, the teachers that I had didn't know how to show me how to play chords and play the, t- the kind of music I would want to play. Like I was playing mm-hmm. classical music and scales, um, which is great training, but um, you know, I just got so bored with that. I just wanted to do my own thing. And then when I, when my grandpa taught me guitar, I I realized, oh my goodness, I can be more creative on this instrument, at least for me. And, um, and so then let's see, I, I started really doing shows in high school. I started pretty early and then, um, continued that all through college and then made the leap to move to Nashville right after college. And then I've been playing music ever since in a lot of different ways. For the past two years, I've really been focusing on being my own artist. But prior to that, I had been more of what I call a side woman, um, someone I would tour with artists, like sing in the studio. I still do some of that, but Mm -hmm. um, it's just not what I'm as passionate about as as my own music. And um, and so over the past two years, um, it it was honestly the pandemic that kind of threw me back into thinking about what do I want to do (laughs) with my life. And um, I just started writing songs again, just for the sake of making art. And, um, and then now, now I'm really blessed to say I get to, to the being a music artist is the main thing I get to focus on right now, which is really fun. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And how long have you been in uh, Nashville? I have been here a minute. I have been here for my goodness. I've been here since 2007. So oh, wow. what is that? 15 years. Wow. Um, so I have been here a very long time. I'm so you, you've seen the city grow pretty well. Yes. Grow and change. Um, and where'd you uh, move from? I moved from actually Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, that's where I went to college, but Virginia is actually home for me. Yorktown, Virginia. Gotcha. Gotcha. How'd you like Tulsa? Cause I looked to move there at one point in my life. And the day that I went, I, I went to move there for a job and I went to the job interview and it was the night that they got hit by like a really bad tornado. Like I pulled oh, wow. in as the tornado sirens were going off. I went into my hotel room, fell asleep. And then I woke up and it was like, sir, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? Well, there was massive tornadoes all around us. And we tried to call you to come into the ballroom or whatever it was. And you never answered. And I was like, Oh my goodness. So that is so scary. Yeah. But that's crazy. Yeah. That was around 2013. I want to say. Okay. So yeah. 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 Um, how did you like Tulsa? I 
you know, I liked the people. Mm-hmm. I will say, I, I think that that was the best part of my experience. There was the people. I wasn't crazy about the town itself. Mm-hmm. Like there, there wasn't, um, there wasn't a huge music scene mm-hmm. there. And then also there just, there wasn't, you know, there aren't the places to eat there mm-hmm. that there are in Nashville and just the things to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, but I, I really loved the people and the the friends that I made while I was there, but, um, someplace I would love to continue to visit, but probably wouldn't want to live there (laughs) again. I I think Oklahoma city kind of takes all the shine away from Tulsa. Like very true. You know, I I know a lot of musicians that come out of Oklahoma city, but I don't know too many that come out of Tulsa. So, (laughs) you know, it's interesting. Um, cool. So you, you came from a very musical family and you, you originally wanted really nothing to do with music, correct? Is the, or... Yeah, I mean, whenever that was pretty young in my like early on in my life, um, just because I was so I've always been the kind of person that wants to be different and wants mm. to do the thing that not everybody's doing. Yeah. And so um, when my when I was just surrounded by music and. I, I just wanted to be a cartoonist at that time and just draw pictures. And, um, it wasn't, it really wasn't until, let's see, it was middle school when I was, I think in eighth grade and, um, okay. Do you remember the band Hanson? Yes. <laughs> so, um, they were, they're around my age. Mm-hmm. And when they were first getting started, I, it's crazy. They were on that show, Regis and Kathy Lee. And I remember it was at the point in my life where like, I just wanted to draw pictures, but then I saw them, they were the same age as me and they played acoustic guitar and sang that song, Umbop. Mm-hmm. And I was just so inspired um, as a, as a kid really. And I remember going to my grandpa and being, I said, Papa, I said, do you think I could do that? Like, do you think I could play that song? And he said, Oh honey, absolutely. And so, you know, of course the song was three chords and he taught me those three chords. And then after that, it was, it was just history at that point. (laughs) For sure. For sure. I remember that band fairly well. My sister was obsessed with them. Yep. (laughs) I was in fifth grade or so when they yeah. like umbop kind of came out yeah. i i don't remember much more than that other than liking the on the like the one big cd they had the one song i liked was man from milwaukee which yeah that was, was a great song <laughs> it, it was one of the songs that was like nobody else is listening to this one yeah it, it, it's kind of a i don't know what it was but yeah you just wanted to be different like i did (laughs) so so when you were young you said you wanted to be a cartoonist does that explain the uh sonic the hedgehog right there so um yes i i actually so fun fact about myself is um i'm i'm basically what a trekkie is to star trek but to sonic the hedgehog and so i wanted to actually what what my dream was was to draw for the sonic comics as a kid that was that was just my ultimate dream and um this is actually left over so yesterday i threw a twitch release party for my Mm -hmm. single but i also celebrated the sonic the hedgehog movie coming out about to ask if you had seen it yet yeah i haven't yeah i'm about to see it on monday Okay. but um i i actually brought out i i cleaned up um most of the decorations i had because i brought out my whole stash of stuff nice. 
and I'm actually dressed up as Sonic um, on the stream yesterday too. Nice, <laughs> um, nice. Completely unrelated to Dear Prudence, but mm. um, but it was like the movie was coming out on the same day, and yeah, so yeah. I just wanted to do something fun. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I have to ask: Were you a part of that whole movement for who is it? Sony that releases is releasing these movies, or whoever it was. I uh, should. For, for, oh, go ahead. The, Sorry. The first movie they like the fans forced them to go back and like redraw Sonic or whatever. Yeah. I, so I did not participate in the like uprising, (laughs) but um, I definitely agreed with all of the fans and I was very upset about the way that Sonic looked originally, like he had teeth and um, it was just really, it just was not the correct depiction. Um, I have a theory that they did that on purpose as Mm -hmm. a marketing scheme. That's just a theory, um, unproven theory, but, um, but then I was really pleased with um, um, the actual design that, that Mm -hmm. ended up coming through. I was like, he looks like, a hedgehog he looks like himself but um looks modernized and yeah. appropriate for the times yeah well i mean they marketed that first movie it seems like forever even before like the whole uprising of what like before the trailer came out and they were all mad about what sonic looked like i remember when did that first movie come out 2018 19 something like that so yeah i i remember i think it was 2019 because my husband actually took me it came out on valentine's Mm -hmm. day and that's what i wanted to do for valentine's day was go see that movie (laughs) but i remember in like 2017 2016 2017 i went to the movie with my parents and uh i think we went and saw i don't remember what we went and saw but there was a banner or a like a pop, one of those pop up things that had yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog coming soon, and so they were promoting this thing like two years ahead Whoa. of time, and I'm like, and all it said was coming soon, and then I never saw another like uh, thing until the trailer dropped, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, so that's crazy, yeah, but um, no, that's that's cool. I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog stuff, and I was like, well, maybe. She was teaching a student that's just really into Sonic the Hedgehog. Nope, but it's me. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I got. I even have this. Let's see, dro- dropping stuff in here. I got this hat that nice. like, I wore on my. Um, I even like wore this on my stream yes. yesterday. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a, there's another Twitch streamer. If you ever get a chance to check out, I can send you her link. She does yes. similar stuff. Like when they hit sub goals or whatever, she'll yes. dress up as different. Uh, anime characters or that's so cool like 90s 90s disney and nickelodeon characters yeah. i remember once she did like helga pataki from hey arnold oh my gosh that's and so cool yeah so she does stuff like that i'll have yeah. to send you her link here after we're done but um no that's cool that you're making your streams interesting i was gonna wait a little bit to talk about the twitch streaming but how's yeah. that been going it's been a blast um goodness it's like one of my favorite things that I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I feel like I'm in it for the long haul. Um, my, I I know I am in it for the long, long haul. Um, my friend, Emmy law, who Mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, her, she's a wonderful friend, um, amazing artist. And she introduced me to Twitch and was very kind to let me come on her stream. And so she got to kind of introduce, 
um, her community to me. And um, some of them have, have um, also adopted me. And so I'm, I'm very, very grateful. And um, it's just been a blast. It, it's um, I, to have people that care mm-hmm. about what I'm doing and, and caring about my art and the kind of music I want to do um, is just, it means so much to me. I mean, I feel like these, my, my small community has changed my life in just, I think I've only been streaming a month mm-hmm. and it's like, it's changed the way that I approach music and the way that I think about things. And, um, they were on the forefront of my mind. Like when I was releasing a new song, you know, instead of me going and doing, a live release party, I threw a Twitch release party and it was so much fun. And I, I'm like, I'm going to do this for every song I release in the future now. And, um, it's crazy. Like on, so like I, I released a, a Beatles cover yesterday and it was so cool because in my chat yesterday, people were commenting and they were saying, I love this part of the song at two minutes and 20 seconds. Or like, I love this. I mean, it was super specific where um, people in my community had actually gone and listened to the song. And I mean, I'm a, I'm such a small artist that, that I, um, this is a new thing. I think for me, for people to, to care like this. <laughs> and so it just, it means, it really means a lot to me and I'm, I'm just having a blast with it. For sure. Twitch has been an interesting, interesting thing. Cause uh, so just to kind of how everything oddly warped together. So before we did the uh, pan can fundraiser yeah. right around the time my mom was getting ready to pass, yeah. uh, I was talking to Emmy about getting her on the podcast. And I yes. think within like we had a date kind of selected, but it ended up being the day my mom passed. So it was just oh, kind of like, sorry you know, it was one of those things where it's like, I I didn't intentionally ghost her, but like when you're just dealing with all that stuff, like nothing else really matters. And then I absolutely after, after like a month, after we went through like the funeral, like everything that we had to go through funerals and memorial services and all that stuff. Um, I kind of forgot that I was talking to her about trying to get her on the podcast and so life just kind of goes on. We do the fundraiser, you come on. And then in February, the PR person she was working with, I, I've done some work with him. We communicate on um, Instagram and stuff like that. He reached out to me. He's like, hey, I got this new artist, Emmy Law, that I'm working with. would love to get her on the podcast. Let me know. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it struck me. I was like, that name's like, super familiar. Where do I know that name from? Yeah. And I went and looked in my email and I'm like, Oh, she's probably going to hate me because we <laughs> I've ghosted her for the last six months completely unintentionally. No. Um, and then, so she came on and at that time I was starting to play with the idea of going to Twitch. Cause I'd seen some other musicians we worked with that were live streaming and I was knew she had a decent following. And I was like, I don't want to make her the first one on Twitch because it just seems like I'm using her to build my following. So I waited another week, made the transition over, and here we sit. Yeah. So that is amazing. Yeah. It's a, it was an interesting transition. And then, of course, she brings you on her stream, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
Oh, I know her know too. Her? <laughs> and she brought in a few other, and I'm like, I know her too. I know him yeah. too. That's funny. So uh, I guess that's just like that Nashville community that everybody talks about. So yeah, it's all connected. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you, you'd mentioned this a couple of times uh, yesterday, you dropped the cover of Dear Prudence. Yes. Uh, why did you choose that song specifically? Okay. So that song so it's it's crazy the backstory um with that um this was probably about 10 to 12 years ago i was um asked to either was asked to do it or i asked to do it it was this beatles tribute event and it was in nashville it was a really small thing i mean it was literally in a coffee shop um but it was put on to, to honor the Beatles. And, um, I wanted to choose a song that was kind of obscure that, um, I can't remember if actually I'm trying, they may have actually told me to do something that wasn't popular, but, um, I, I ended up choosing dear prudence. And I remember being on a long road trip. I think I was coming, I was, I was driving back from a gig somewhere out of state and I listened to the song over and over and over. And all these ideas just started coming to me for the arrangement and um, just little things that I wanted to, to make my own and, and change, even though, I mean, obviously it's a Beatles song. It doesn't need any improvements, but just things that I wanted to do to make it my own. And then I ended up playing it of course, at this tribute event. And it was just such a really special night. It was just one of those things where um, the whole room was listening and which is sadly um, a rarity sometimes in Nashville. And I was just, um, it just was a really special night to me. And so anyway, I held on to that arrangement and um, I would perform it whenever I could um, just in my sets with my original music. And then a few years ago, um, my friends, um, Gabriel and Gideon Klein, um, they opened a music studio in Gallatin, Tennessee, um, a recording studio. And they invited me and my husband, Michael, to come um, record with them. And so this was the first song that I got to record with them. And um, they made some changes to it as well. Like we, we arranged it together. But um, it ended up just, I mean, it came together just so well. It was the first time, too, that I tracked my own music as a band. I had been used to only tracking one thing at a time. And um, in this instance, we, I mean, we had my husband in another room playing drums. I was in the vocal room um, playing guitar. And then um, Gideon and Gabe were in the other rooms playing keys and strings and bass. And so it was just really cool. I mean, there were, there was definitely a dynamic that happened. Um, I see why a lot of rock bands that I love, um, tracked as a band, um, versus, um, there's been, there's pros and cons to both, but it's yeah. like, uh, the music that I've loved and have geeked out to over the years, um, they, they 99% of them tracked it as a band. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so anyway, long story short, I was, I asked to play at a tribute event <laughs> and had to pick an obscure song because, um, you know, everyone's going to want to do Hey Jude, yeah. but, um, I was, 
I've, I've ended up picking this one and then just held on to it for years and still do it. And it was really cool. Um, so like my husband and I have just started volunteering at Nashville rescue mission, mm-hmm. um, like helping out, um, just the homeless in our community. And, um, and so we did music there, um, a few Friday nights ago and, um, it was really cool because, um, a guy said when we played that song, it was his favorite part of the night. Like it was like a highlight for him and, um, people that have heard that song and love the white album, just, they just love that song. And so, and I love it. And so, um, yeah, so Nice. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned something interesting about kind of discovering why bands like to record together as a band. Is that kind of how you see yourself recording moving forward or, or only as? Possibly. I, I think it depends on the song. Um, I know. So I had released, there's some songs that I, um, have recorded that, that were like, we did, we did it completely isolated, like one at a time. And that was also really cool. Um, you get to focus on things a little bit more, but I think, I do think moving forward, like I want, um, I guess my answer to that question is I want a greater percentage of my music to be tracked as a band and even, even like live recordings. Um, I'd love to delve into that more where, um, where it's just, like an actual live mm. recording that gets mixed afterwards. Um, but yeah, we recorded the, there's a song, um, like there were other songs that of mine that, that I recorded with Gideon and Gabe and Michael, and we tracked those as a band as well. And it was just so special. Um, actually my song hope leads me. This was crazy. Gideon and I, um, tracked the acoustic guitar together. Like they have a microphone where one person sits on one side and then the other person just sits on the other side of the mic and you actually track the guitars together. And, Mm -hmm. um, it it was just so cool. It was definitely a risk because I mean, it has to be, um, the performance has to be like almost perfect, but, um, but I, I really enjoyed that. And I was like, this is so cool. And it gave it a whole different sound. Yeah. When you say almost perfect, you just mean that the musicians have to be well rehearsed because yeah like it's yeah. i mean it's that's an exaggeration to say almost perfect yeah. but i guess what i mean by that is just no as my husband would say bum notes yeah <laughs> like no bad notes um i think that there's it's okay to have maybe some inconsistencies with the mm-hmm. timing or or so forth but um just um yeah it has to just be um well put together and ready well, yeah. to play it for sure yeah because you know and that just kind of goes to the engineer's faith in the musicians to be ready to go and just be well rehearsed because you know there's plenty of times where bands go in and they haven't practiced in two months or you yeah. know like whatever <laughs> it is and it's like no that's not how this works no you gotta come in you gotta be ready you're paying me you know be serious you know yeah it's it's one of those things so that's good that you felt like you were taking a risk but i think it's more of the engineer had faith that you guys were going to be well rehearsed and like we can do this and it's going to sound amazing and it's going to be worth it so totally well and gideon 
it's crazy because like Gideon plays um, acoustic guitar, but he plays a ton of other instruments. And he's mm-hmm. like one of the, probably one of the top or becoming one of the top session musicians in Nashville. Um, he's toured with like Rodney Atkins and Jewel oh, and um, Christy Knuckles. Um, he's fabulous. And um, he's always been very kind to me to get me um, to like sub for him on acoustic guitar on um, just different gigs. And, um, and so he knew that um, he, he had faith in me as well as the engineer that, um, that I, cause I mean, honestly, Gideon could have just played the whole guitar track by himself. Like he didn't need me to play guitar on it, but, um, but of course, I want to play guitar on it, but, um, yeah, but they both pushed me to, they're like, let's do this together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's really cool. Um, and so dear prudence it's out now, is there a video component to it or is it just the single right now? There's not, it's just the single. Um, I, I've been putting on YouTube just, um, what is it? Just like the, the sound file, um, just with a picture. Um, I haven't done, I I would like to do more music videos, um, Mm -hmm. or a music video. Um, it's just like, it's always the, the thing of budget and, and I've Mm -hmm. just chose to put more money into, um, marketing, um, Mm -hmm. for it to help getting my, um, stream numbers up and, um, I'd love to do, I, w- I wish that there was a video component. What I will do though, um, for each of my songs, I've been recording just, um, like acoustic vocal, um, mm-hmm. acoustic versions of my songs. Cause that's, I mean, honestly, that's how most of my shows are right now is solo acoustic. So people mm-hmm. are used to hearing that version. And so I like to have that version available for people as mm-hmm. well. So that will be a video component, but that will be very much a DIY. <laughs> yeah. Hey, those, some of those are like really good. Like, I mean, they, they work and it's cost effective and it gets the point across and if it accurately represents what they're going to hear at a show then that's amazing as well because you know sometimes not saying that uh dear prudence or any of your recordings did this but like musicians will like overproduce their music to the point that they can't recreate it live right you know and so yeah it's interesting but um doing the uh, solo acoustic videos just shows a different dynamic to the song, which is totally amazing. Um, yeah. Speaking of live shows and whatnot, how often are you playing right now outside of Twitch? Goodness. Um, I am playing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, Let's see. I have a couple of residencies at hotels in Nashville. And so I actually did, just did one of those last night. They're four hour sets. Oh, wow. um, and so I do those about once a week. And those are um, just a mix of originals and covers. Um, and then I also do um, a decent amount of writer's rounds here in town. And um, I found that at least during this period in time with the writer's rounds have been a great way for cost effective, like mm-hmm. to play live, but without having to hire a band. Um, like it's like, because people are expecting the solo acoustic thing yeah. for that versus like these music venues, I would have to bring a band, um, which is always a, a luxury, but, um, and then of course on Sundays, um, I'm leading worship at, at 
a church or sometimes two churches in, in one day. And, um, and so I would say, I mean, a typical week for me is usually playing live like three or four times, um, which is a lot for, um, an independent artist, I think of, especially I'm such a small artist. Um, and then how often are you streaming on Twitch right now? Is that once a week, twice a week? Yeah. So I've, I stream twice a week consistently right now, um, every Tuesday and Thursday. And then, um, I'm trying to figure out, I want to do like one other kind of pop-up stream, Mm -hmm. um, every week, but, um, I'm, I'm still figuring that out. I'm trying to be really consistent with the Tuesday and Thursday and then find another time. Um, right now I'm not doing any evenings. Um, my Tuesday is one to 3 PM, and then my Thursday is 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. And so um, I don't have a evening one yeah. yet. And so that's um, why I haven't been able to catch any of your streams. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait, like not waiting for the notification, but like after I get off work and before I jump on the my, usually if I have a podcast that night, I'll jump on Twitch and just kind of see who's on, who's playing. Yeah. And I've seen like one of your streams on a day that I took PTO. Yeah. And then I hadn't seen you since. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And like, so that, that explains it all right. Yeah. There. <laughs> so, um, and you, like you mentioned earlier that the streams are going really well and, uh, doing- yeah, they, they've been going so well. Um, it's been really cool to, um, just, it, it's my favorite platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I, um, I remember, I think it was maybe one or two years ago that, um, you know, TikTok was the thing and I I was putting a lot of thought into, okay, how can I, um, get this to where this can be a music tool for me. But then I realized like, if I ever went viral on TikTok, it's probably going to be a video of my cat and it's not going to do much for my music. And I love Twitch because it's, it's really about the music and about the artist and, building this community of people. Um, I was telling my community yesterday, um, we are called the ballers. (laughs) One of um, my people, the people on my community actually named us that, but I was saying, I feel like I have you all over in my living room and we're having tea together and I'm playing songs for you and we're talking. And so um, it's just, it's very personal and I just can't say, enough good about it because um, I'm so glad that Emmy got me um, into streaming and yeah. it's a part of my life now. <laughs> it, I remember in one of her streams, they were joking that she's become like a Twitch puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like she's gotten so many people into Twitch streaming in Nashville. Yeah. It's like, so it, yeah. that, that was an interesting conversation to have. So yeah, they need to like pay her a commission or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, it's a, uh, it's cool. Twitch is cool. I enjoy it. Uh, obviously because we don't play music, it's a little bit of harder grow for uh, harder for our, us to grow our community, but we're yeah. working on some, uh, new stuff to, uh, uh, entice people to come in. Yeah. Like, we're, we're reformatting the podcast a little bit starting in June. So I'm really excited about that. And, uh, so cool. it, it's going to be more like a, a radio show where they, I, I, because, all right. So doing it remotely through zoom was great during the pandemic. Yeah. And it helped grow us more than anybody will ever understand. 
but now it's kind of like, okay, it's lost its magic. I need to get back in person and have in-person interviews because that conversation is different. It flows different. There's energy. And what we want to do is start incorporating, like, so say uh, we brought you in, you'd play like a couple of songs and then we talk about it and it would be there in person it'd be real it'd be awesome i you know it it would be yeah so that's kind of where we're headed that's awesome count me in for that yeah it's gonna be good and um may i think i'm coming to nashville which i'm really excited about so that's awesome there's a lot going on i'm really excited about it and twitch is going to be along for the ride so Yes. Basically, that's the whole point of this little rambling. So I love that. That's yeah. awesome. But we will definitely get you on that list. I know Emmy Emmy has said that she wanted to be a part of that, but I don't think yes. it was I this was before that I mentioned like the changeover in the podcast. So I'll have to bring that to her attention. So yes. But um yes. And Nashville's interesting. Like I want to move there so bad, but I'm not going to just pick up and move there without having a job first. Or That's something. really wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because like, and luckily right now, the company that I work for, they have a place in Nashville. I just got to cool. wait for my position to open there. Yeah. So it's like, come on before November. Yes. please. So, because <laughs> my lease is up in November. And if I try to move to Nashville in the winter, I might hate myself for it, but. Yeah. I mean, I will say, goodness, just moving in the cold is, is not fun. I mean, my husband and I just moved. Um, we had lived in a, a tiny apartment for um, seven years, like for mm-hmm. our whole marriage. And we um, just moved into a house and um, we moved on a day that it snowed. <laughs> and um, that was um, a very happy day because yeah. we were moving, but it was also very challenging because it was really cold yeah. and um, really snowy. And so, um, but I mean, whenever, whenever God opens up the door to, for, yeah. for you to move here, it'll be, um, he will align all of those pieces, um, yeah. including the weather. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was really funny. Cause I told my dad, I was like, look, I don't know how long I'm going to stay in Waco. I want to get to Nashville. And his main concern was, he's like, well, I don't know. Like you and I can't move you out of that place. So we're going to have, you're going to have to find somebody to help you move. You're going to have to hire movers. I was like, dad, m- mom and I, moved me into this place you and i can move me out of this place yes you're you're twice the size mom was and twice as strong me and her got me in you and i can get us out yeah right it's it wasn't hard so yeah it's like okay well i'll take your word for it and i'm like you can do it i when when michael and i got married um we moved completely by ourselves Mm -hmm. like we moved all of our furniture we could have asked people you Mm -hmm. know and we should have asked people but i think we were just a little bit stubborn with not wanting to bother anyone and looking back we would have totally asked people now yeah but um we asked people to help us this time but um we did it all i mean like couches and like you know big pieces of furniture like we just we did it all ourselves Mm -hmm. um 
And so I will attest that, um, that it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us are bodybuilders or anything. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and it's one of those things like the first time I ever moved myself out of my place, I sold all my furniture and just kind of packed everything that I could like anything that I couldn't carry out to the, uh, the vehicle I sold. It was just like, okay, I can't carry this couch. So who wants it? 10 bucks, 20, yeah. you know, like whatever it is. And they came, they got it. And that's how it worked. And so that's amazing. That, that ends up having to be what I do. I'm not going to be happy about it because yeah. now I've started get getting good furniture. Like back then it was like cheap stuff from target and just like yep. leftover from college. And now it's just like, but I really like my bed right now. Like it's a brand new mattress, barely two years old, yeah. nice bed frame, all that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to sell it if I don't have to. So, no, but, um, Aww. so that that's kind of where we're at. Hopefully I keep saying November. And if my boss is listening, I'm never leaving. I'm not leaving way. <laughs> so <laughs> covering both sides of the coin there. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where things are at. So, um, but other than that, uh, outside of music, obviously you're very heavily involved in church and watching Sonic movies and reading yeah. some, all the Sonic <laughs> stuff. Uh, when you need to uh, escape from life, is that primarily what you do? Uh, what do you, what do you do to escape? That's a good question. Um, I like to go on walks. Um, there was a time in my life where um, I was just like a lot more athletic than I am now, but, but I really enjoy just going on long walks and listening to music. Um, also another thing that I've been doing recently to kind of unwind and also just keep, um, joy in music. And mm -hmm. I always want music, even though it's my job to feel, I want it to feel like a hobby, even though it's my job. Like I want it to feel like something that I am doing in my free time. One way that I've done this. So there is a girl that I met from China actually. And she set a goal for herself to watch a hundred movies in a year. And what I decided to do, I made a goal for myself to listen to a hundred albums this oh, wow. year, like a hundred um, albums, like front to um, beginning to end. Cause what I do a lot is, you know, if a friend has a single coming out or if a band I like has a song coming out, I go listen to that song. Um, I don't listen to a whole album um, or I skip. And like one thing it's really been cool for me um, and just a great way to unwind and, um, just really have peace, I guess, is, is just like going on walks, listening to, um, whole albums. And, um, it's been, I guess it would be kind of the same way someone would sit down and mm -hmm. just like watch a movie. But, um, I've, I've been doing that with, um, music and, um, it's been really cool. I also really like to, um, cycle, mm -hmm. like I love to ride bikes. Um, but, um, I need to get my, my bike has like a flat tire and I haven't gotten it fixed in a while. And so, um, need to do that, <laughs> but yeah, that, that sounds important if you want to get back out on the bike. So yeah, <laughs> um, right with a flat tire, actually that sounds really cool. But listening to the 50 out to the 50 new is it 50 new albums or just 50 albums in general just, just 50 um and it's actually it's 100 oh 100 um, yeah. i made yeah th just for this year and um yeah it doesn't have to be new um a lot of it like some of the albums that i've found 
um, have been some of my students. I mean, my students are younger than me and, um, there are these, some of them are like cool teenagers Mm. or cool, um, you know, early twenties or before. And I mean, they, they have the way I teach piano lessons, like I teach out of a book, but then Mm -hmm. I also, am like, what do you, what song do you want to learn? And they'll bring me songs. And, um, and so a couple of my students, um, they've had songs they, they want to play and then I'll go listen to the whole album of that mm-hmm. song. And, um, it also gives me kind of cool points with them. Cause I'm like, Oh, I went and listened to this whole album of this artist that you like. <laughs> but, that works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and to kind of give, I'm sure you've noticed like a lot of me, uh, like aspiring musicians sticking around a little bit longer because they want to learn a specific song. Because I like, I remember when I was going through the process of learning how to play an instrument, Yeah, you were always learning like the stand, what they would call like the standards of marching band, like marching band standards. And it was like, yeah, yeah I, nobody listens to these songs. Yeah, I nobody don't. Nobody wants to play that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was one of those deals where it was like, I'm not sticking around. And I think after like six months, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. And then before I realized that I was like, oh, hey, I should have stuck around and learned how to play music, play an instrument yeah. of some sort. I was like in my mid twenties and it's like, yeah, now I just don't have the time. So, yeah, but you know, that's, that's where it sits. And that'll be something I live with until I either decide, Hey, if you really want to learn, shut up and find the time or, you know, so. Yeah, you should totally, you should totally do it. I mean, something I tell people is just try for like five minutes a day. And, um, I feel like sometimes we set, um, unrealistic goals for ourselves and it just makes us want to quit. I mean, Mm -hmm. at least for me, but if I set small goals, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on my voice 15 minutes a day. Like I can do that. You know, um, I can't spend two hours every day. Like, and then I'm just going to not do it and just be like, Oh, like, I'm not going to do this. I'm a failure. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. So out of the, uh, you've set out to listen to a hundred albums. What's been the, your favorite album you've listened to so far. Okay. So I will say, um, my favorite, my goodness, I'm so excited about this band. I just discovered them. Um, um, my favorite album so far, it's, it's called this, the wait, band is Bob Moses. Mm-hmm. And, um, the song, the, um, I'm sorry, I want to get it right. Mm-hmm. And so the silence in between. Um, it's their newest full length album. I have listened to that one like three or four times. Yeah. I mean, all the way through. And um, I am, that's a band that I am so excited about right now. Um, I don't know if, have you heard of them before? They sound familiar, but I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. So, well, you know, like, it's like, I mean, my favorite music is rock music mm-hmm. and, but it's like, I feel like there's not, um, at least in mainstream, like the things that are well known, it's kind of harder to find it right now. Yeah. But what Bob Moses has done is it's um, rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's rock rock music, but they've yeah. added elements of EDM mm-hmm. and electronic, and um, to the point where they actually have 
in their live shows, like they'll sometimes do DJ sets as mm -hmm. well. And, um, and of course my favorite thing is when they're playing as a band, like, like a, their four piece band, mm -hmm. but, um, they have an album out like their most recent album and um the silence in between and like i have just listened to that over and over there's a song on it it's like the lead single it's called love brand new and i heard the song on a radio station here and i asked siri like what it was and um and then i went listened to the song um, like 30 times. I'm yeah. not even lying. Like I, I'm obsessed with it. And I love the song so much that I went and played it at my gig that night. <laughs> like I was like, I love this. And um, it's been a long time since I've had a reaction to a mm. band like that. I mean, I, I hear things and I like them, but mm. it's, um, it's, it's very few and far between that. I hear something and I love it to that level. Yeah. And so um, I'm happy that I found them. Yeah. I, I've the best music I've found is just randomly like uh, on the live and amplified page. I'll post, Hey, drop your newest songs or whatever, or there's a current song that you're really enjoying. And I've found some of my favorite songs that way. And it's not, yes. it's nothing like mainstream. It's all like independent musicians. Yeah. And I'll sit there and I'll listen to this song and I'll be like, wait a minute. This, why is this song not on the radio? This song yep. is so good. Like, that this is kind of an obscure one, but there was this um, band that I got into for a good minute last year uh, called the Bad Dad Orchestra. Yeah, that's I, I haven't heard of them. That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check them out. All right, and they had this song that was just very. It wasn't like ska music, but yeah. they could have easily just kind of transitioned into ska music. Um, it, it was like I, I'd say almost pop rock with like orchestral instruments like oh, it was cool. really it was really interesting and i just sat there and i was like this one song i was really obsessed with and i've listened to it just non-stop um and that nobody's ever heard of them and i'm like that's yeah. unfortunate very unfortunate. so but yeah uh as far as the uh albums go how many have you listened to so far this year let's see i can tell you that um my Are phone can you, tell you that so I've got a list going. Okay. I was... Let's see here. Where is it? Oh, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So I'm not very far on my goal. But um and that that includes like, I don't count it. Like, so for the Bob Moses record, like I listened to that, um, three or four times mm -hmm. and like, I don't, it doesn't count as, um, like three or four albums. Like I just count it as one, um, even though I'm listening to yeah. it. A yeah, lot. I got you. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and the goal is a hundred by the end of the year. Yes. I, I almost want to try and do something like that, uh, uh, next year. Yeah, I don't like I don't like I listen to so much music, but I it, it's one of those things. But I don't know. I'll have to think on that because that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed it and it's brought a lot of joy into to music and because I listen to it so much for for work and for my <laughs> career. But um, this has made it be like where I'm a teenager again, just like listening to the radio and listening to a CD in my <laughs> compact disc player. <laughs> So is that because I want to, is that how you're consuming these is through CD or are you? No, um, I'm just, I'm just using Spotify. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 
that that makes sense like if you're trying to do through a hundred trying to buy vinyl or a cd it's just yeah. kind of like that's gonna that get, would expensive. get expensive i wish that i could do that but um yeah, yeah. alas i do yeah. have spotify <laughs> yeah for sure for sure so no that's really cool and then as far as kind of moving forward with in 2022 I know you're always working on new music and stuff like that, but what's the plan for the rest of 2022? Let's see. So I have, see, one, two, three, I have four more songs Mm -hmm. I'm releasing this year that are finished. And then, um, and then it'll be time to get back in the studio. Um, I, I'm not sure if, um, you know, being an independent mm-hmm. artist, there's always just the, you know, it's like, I don't have like huge investors behind me. I don't have a label behind me. And so, um, anytime I go into the studio, like there's money involved mm-hmm. and, um, and so it, with that said, it'll be, um, I'd love to get back in the studio this year to record new music so that I have stuff ready to go for next year, but mm-hmm. it'll, it'll just depend on, um, you know, finances and everything. If I get back in the studio this year and get ahead, or, um, I start working on it next year. Gotcha. Um, but, um, I have songs ready to go, mm-hmm. um, like songs that I've written, that I, that are kind of like on deck for the next ones to record. But I I was going to ask if they were all originals or if they're more like covers, but yeah, they're all originals. Mm -hmm. Um, Dear Prudence is actually the only cover. um, It's actually the only cover I've released except for, I mean, there was like a worship song I released like 10 years ago um, that like yeah, but the, I don't, I don't usually release, um, covers. Like it's like mm-hmm. under my name, like it's like, I'll put covers up on YouTube or something, yeah. but, um, all, everything I'm releasing, um, next is going to be original music. Either I've written it completely myself or it's been a, a co-write. For sure. Hey, that's, you know, it's interesting because I've seen musicians starting to release covers more and more that don't usually do covers yeah but you know i think that's more of a fun challenge that they like to uh like to do you know totally so um i don't know it's interesting and i know there's like a whole like dcma and light like a whole thing that you got to do a whole extra step to get a permission to do that so I had to buy a license for, um, for dear prudence. Like, and it was interesting because different people told me different things, like different people were like, Oh, if you're paying your, um, your distributor Mm -hmm. to release the song, they take care of that. But then some other people told me, well, no, you need to pay for a license. And so I just went on ahead and paid for the license. It wasn't a lot. Um, I think it was like 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I'd rather do that than run the risk of it getting taken down or, um, or getting sued by like Paul McCartney. (laughs) So you took out a license from the FCC or? Um, so it was from actually like, so my distributor is TuneCore mm-hmm. and um, they actually have a partner company that handles the licenses. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to just go through them and, um, and get the license for it. Like basically okay. just get like permission to stream it. And like, if, if I wanted to even print CDs of it, I'm, I'm yeah. allowed to do that now. Okay. Um, 
And um, it was just kind of like an all inclusive thing. And I think I paid a little bit extra to even get the certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm such a rule follower and um, I'm also like, I get, I'm a worst case scenario person. Yeah. And I was like, if anyone ever disputes this, like, I just want to have written proof that mm-hmm. I do have permission to release this song of the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> $75. That does seem cheap, but that also seems expensive at the same time. I, I can't quite yeah. wrap my head around if that's a good deal or not. I know. Yeah. I, I'm glad that it wasn't like, a thousand dollars, you know, like if it was that, like, I, I probably, I don't even know if I release the song. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would release the song, but like, I don't know, that would just be a whole different kind mm-hmm. of commitment yeah. if it was that much. Cause it, it's like in my head, it's like, it should be that much because it's like, it's a Beatles song. It's, yeah. you know, you're paying outright for a fee, you know, like whatever it is. But then in my head, it's like $75. I don't know. That's a lot of money to show out for. A, I don't know. It, yeah. It's one of those things where I just don't, I guess I don't know the difference. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you don't have to like cut them in on like any percentages of anything that like, no. So, so that what's great about um, part of what that money takes care of is they take care of all that. Mm-hmm. And so like, they take care of all the, I guess, administrative duties of all gotcha. of that. So, gotcha. Um, I don't have to, you know, be be keeping track of how many streams Streams. I have, or if I were to be printing CDs, keeping track of, okay, I got to give them a dollar of each CD or something. Um, and so I'm very thankful for, um, that service that that they offer. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, that's cool. So I don't want to keep you too much longer on this Saturday afternoon. You mentioned it was really nice there in uh, Nashville and it's really nice here in Texas. So I think it's time to get out and about, um, outside of music. We talked about that. Um, what's kind of the show situation looking like for the next few months? So, um, I'm, I'm just keeping up my kind of, I have kind of a consistent thing going Mm -hmm. of every week. Um, I'm most weeks anyway, you know, it's like I'm leading worship at a church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a writer's round. Um, and then I'm doing like a hotel residency and then I'm streaming on Twitch twice a week. And so I'm keeping up with that. I'm really excited. The end of the month, um, I am doing a full band show. Um, Mm -hmm. it's the 27th of April and, um, my, my friend Gideon that I mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, and Gabriel who have the studio in Gallatin, um, they actually put on, um, uh, it's like a full band writer's night, mm-hmm. um, once a month. And, um, and so anyway, Gideon's letting me host it, oh. um, at the end of the month. So it'll be actually me and Emmy and, um, and then our friend Chris Crump. And then, um, the last artist is to be announced, but, um, we'll have, a um, it'll be a writer's round setup, but we'll have a full band behind us, like a house band. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really looking forward to, that for sure, because it's just, it's once in a blue moon that I get to do, um, a full band show. And so, um, I, I always get extra excited, um, sure. about that. Um, and then also like, um, this, is, I don't think this is open to the public, but it's like, I'd mentioned about how, um, Michael and I have started to, to do, um, to help out a little bit at Nashville rescue mm-hmm. mission. And so they're going to have me do, um, concerts 
inserts there periodically as well, um, which I'm really excited about. And so um, that I've seen it where they do those, where they're open to the public, but then other times it's um, just for the guests there. Mm-hmm. And so um, it would actually way, be kind of cool if they did open it to the public and like any door charge they put in for like anybody from the outside that came in went to the mission that would be awesome that that would be like a good night out for a good cause yes so i love that i might mention that to them because they're um they're just they're a great organization Mm -hmm. and they're always looking for new ideas Mm -hmm. and if that's not like the intent behind it then I get it. Like if they're, they're not looking at it to raise money or whatever. And it's just more of a night of entertainment for the guests there. Like that hundred percent, that makes hundred percent sense. But sure. you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. So yeah, that would be so cool. For sure. For sure. Um, and then uh, if anybody wants to check out your music or uh, any of the upcoming shows, uh, anything like that, just interact with you on social media, watch one of your Twitch streams. Yeah. Where's the best place to get all that yeah. information? So you, I would say, follow me on, um, of course, follow me on Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I just talk about everything like in my discord and all that, but um, probably Instagram is where Instagram and Facebook, everything that I do, um, it's just at Kristen ball music and, um, on Instagram and Facebook, I share flyers once a month, just of whatever it, I share my schedule. And, um, and so it's just a great way. I don't really have, um, a, a website situation right now. And mm. so I'm just using social media for, um, for those things. And, um, it's a little bit more personal that way too, but yeah, it's just all at Kristen ball music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, before we wrap this up, I do want to uh, bring out the random question generator and ask you a couple of questions. I love it. So this first question, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Go for it. If you could voice any cartoon character, who would it be? Oh, well, that's an obvious one. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) I thought, I honestly, I thought you were going to pull a, uh, like a 180 and say like knuckles or tails or I thought about that for a second but i'm i'm like i or it's like it almost wouldn't make sense no i've got a low voice i mm-hmm. could i could pass for like you know they could just put some auto tune yeah. on it and just make it i'm like i could be one of the female characters but um like sally or amy mm-hmm. rose but no i would say sonic i've gotcha. got to awesome if you had to relive one year of your life what year would it be Oh boy. That is a great question. Um, my goodness. Okay. Probably. Oh, this is like, I don't want to throw shade at anyone and I'm not, but probably I'm um, so I only, this is kind of like maybe TMI. So I only dated one person before Michael mm-hmm. and, um, the, the time that I spent dating the person before him, like mm-hmm. I would just erase that. I mean, I learned a lot from it, but like, I think, um, and like, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to grow and, you know, you learn from every relationship, but at the same time, um, I love Michael so much. And like, it would have just been really cool for him to have been like my only boyfriend, like the mm-hmm. only person I ever dated. And so, um, 
I probably would have X'd out that time. It wasn't a year. It was only three months that I dated that other guy. So it wasn't gotcha. very long. Fair enough. Fair enough. Out of all the, <laughs> out of all the t-shirts you own, which one do you get the most compliments about or comments about? Let's see. Probably. I mean, it's probably several shirts actually. Like I have these, um, so every band that I love, like I have a band t-shirt for bands, you know, band t-shirts. It's like, it's kind of a thing. It's like a trend. And, mm -hmm. and these people wear band t-shirts. They don't even know who the band is, but <laughs> I have a thing where I have band t-shirts for all of my favorite bands. So I have t-shirts for the Beatles, for Jeff Buckley, mm -hmm. for Mute Math, for Oasis, um, for the Moody Blues. And, um, and so I probably get, um, honestly, I get compliments on all of those shirts the most because people and there some of them are kind of you know shirts that i've special ordered um that you don't see every day like you don't mm -hmm. see them in the men's section at target or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it's funny because i have this weird thing about buying shirts of bands that don't exist anymore oh yeah so like in my closet i've got like six band shirts of bands like i know who they are i know the people in the bands or that were in the bands. yeah but they're all defunct now and it's just kind of like like there's a a duo like what kicked it off was there was a two uh twin sisters they were in like uh like a pop rock band together and uh they moved out to north carolina and it, one of them got the idea that they wanted to re or both of them got the idea that they wanted to rebrand and bring in a drummer and like a bass player or something and kind of turn it into a more uh, hard rock kind of sound. Yeah. And they started fundraising for their debut album. And I was like, you know what? I've been following them for a long time. Here's $30, you know, I'll take the t-shirt, you know, all that stuff before they could even get into the studio the band broke up. No. And so they're like, well, we'll send no. you, we'll send you everything you ordered. If you still want it, if not, we can just kind of give you the refund. I was like, no, I'll take every, I'll take what you got. And so they sent me like a t-shirt, a bumper sticker. And I think, I think like lyrics to a song that was never released, which is kind of funny now that I think about it. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. And so they kind of kicked off this weird trend of me buying band shirts that don't exist so like every yeah. once in a while i'll go on facebook be like hey do you have a band that doesn't exist anymore and you're still trying to get rid of t-shirts yeah that's know. really cool yeah. you do you remember the band mute math uh no i don't okay like they were they were around more early 2000s but they mm -hmm. were one of my favorite bands and um sadly they have disbanded mm -hmm. but um it's just funny that you mentioned that about bands that disbanded because yeah. their lead singer um, he's still a producer. And um, when there was um, the hurricane in Louisiana um, mm -hmm. more recently, um, he said that he found all this, all this old band merch from Mute Math that was just like in his garage. And yeah. I think it had been like a hard breakup with the band. And he was like, I was just going to get rid of all this stuff and just mm -hmm. kind of take it to the dumpster. But then he said, I'd love to use this for good. And so he ended up doing a fundraiser for relief in Louisiana and um, sold out of everything in a day. <laughs> and, um, and I was one of the people that bought one of the t-shirts and it was pretty obscure stuff that had, you know, maybe missed the merchandise mark, like the t-shirt I bought, like it's the fit on it is just kind of weird, but I'm still happy mm -hmm. that I bought it. And yeah. especially cause it went towards a good cause. For sure. But, for um, sure. 
that's, I like that as well. Like to get band. That's cool. That's cool and so random that he found yeah. just yeah. But he's like, here's all this stuff. <laughs> and then we'll do one last question here before we wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, would you rather instantly receive the knowledge of the next ten years of your life, or subtract ten years from your current age without retaining any of the knowledge? Hmm, that's a good so if so the second one if i subtracted those 10 years like i would actually lose those 10 years yeah so you'd life. basically be 10 years younger gotcha i think i would like learn what was coming next <laughs> and um and that way i could prepare for it better yeah I, in my head it's like man what would i i'd give to be 10 years younger but if i don't know what's coming then yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna really make any different choices yeah so, you know it'd just be like living the last 10 years over again so yeah but anyways that that's my thought on the whole thing but uh really that's appreciated awesome. you having you on the podcast i'm glad yes. we were able to get it rescheduled i know yes me too we were going back and forth a little bit about when we were going to get it on but i'm glad yeah. we finally did this me too and I, I will let you know when i'm in nashville i think it's going to be like yes may 8th 9th somewhere in that ballpark nice. so. except i realized that was mother mother's day so oh yeah that'll, that would that'll be make, our, that's a sad day yeah that'll make th that'll make things interesting but my yeah. sister's also doing her gender reveal party on the 7th because she was just announced uh last month that she was pregnant so oh wow and she's like come on up for the gender reveal party and i'm like yes. okay and i yeah. can rope in a uh a trip to Nashville and go visit my college buddies and all this stuff. And then I realized it was mother's day weekend. I was like, none of my buddies are going to be around. Yeah. Most of the musicians, because I will be coming through Nashville, like on a Monday, Tuesday, yeah. which would be really exciting. Cause I've never been to Nashville on a weekday. I'm always there yeah. on the weekends and it's a completely different feeling yeah. vibe. So hopefully I can catch a writer's round or yes. something out of left field that isn't there on the weekends. That so, would be so cool. But um, I, I will keep you in the loop on that one and just yes. kind of let you know what's going on. But I do want to thank you once again so much for jumping yeah. on. Uh, remind you. people of the uh, social media handles and where they can follow you. It's at Kristen Ball Music. Awesome. And it's all the Twitter, Twitch, uh, mm -hmm. face. I don't know why I went Twitter and Twitch, but Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Yes. Awesome. 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 Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for hanging out and we will catch you all later.